Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Junk Miles Halloween Spooktacular Scary Movie Recommendation Show with me, your host, the Jeff O'Lantern, and co-host, Chip Scary Name Chantry. Dr. Chip and... Stein, Doctor Chip, Doctor Chippenstein's monster. Monster, actually, it, actually, it's Doctor Chippenstein's monster. Uh, so. Yeah, you guys should probably know that. Just, yeah, Chip, I'm very excited. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm posting right now. Um, that we're that we're live. Yeah, Chip. And I'm, yeah. What uh? Do you get do you get trick or treaters in South Philly? We do. Um, yeah. We we get a good amount. We uh, we give them candy, of course. Oh, because I was like, question, like, do they expect like, you know, hoagie fixings or stuff like that? Like, here's some like hot pep banana peppers. Yeah, or, there's some, some is sometime we'll give them some mozzarella, you know, some, <laughs> uh, just a, you know, just a handful of uh, of capicola, you know, just, you know, just maybe some uh, maybe some limoncello, you know, just like a little Dixie cup full of limoncello. And that's, Chip, you might you mind if I do my joke I do every year? Yeah, what's go ahead. Here we go. Guys, if you come to my house on Halloween, I guarantee you no fun size nonsense. No fun size nonsense. And my house, Chip, you get full size box of raisins. <laughs> See, that's yep. there we yeah. go, guys. Humor is going to be in the show. We're going to have a lot of it. Chip, we have a special guest already. We're going to let wow. him come on. This is the best part of the show, guys. We have special guests that are going to give you movie recommendations for scary movies and not so scary movies. So if you're like me, a Frady cat, you'll get some recommendations anyone can handle. If you're like Chip, who wants to be, he wants his socks scared off. Woo. We're going to get those too. So let's admit our first guest. This is great, guys. Oh, my God. He is connecting. He is That's connecting. The scariest part. The scariest part is when they connect because you never know how oh exactly God. it's going to go. Let's see. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Look at that. Whoa. Ladies and gents, I see him. He's wearing a Stephen King. Even more handsome in uh, on Zoom than he is on all other uh, social media networks. Writer, horror aficionado, all around great guy. The Georgia Peach himself, <laughs> Derek Lawler. How you doing, Derek? Good. How are y'all? You Good. are scooped I, out, man. Yeah. Hey, thank you for uh, thanks for hopping on. I know you're on your way to a concert tonight, correct? That is correct. Who are you seeing? Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, whoa! Nice. I get my face melted off. Yeah, that's going to be uh, a good show. Yeah. Which Which son are you bringing? The youngest or the oldest? <laughs> well, the last time I saw them, it was at a music festival, and I did bring the oldest son. Wow! Uh, and he made it halfway through spoon which was at like 5 36 before the meltdown but yeah uh, he didn't make it to the giz well let's when, be fair he's what five yep yeah is he one of those kids like i love you know i go to punk shows and some hardcore shows yeah. and there's always some tatted up guy who has his like four-year-old with the giant headphones mm -hmm. you know on like that's gonna help yeah he's just kind of parading them through and you're just like this kid's either gonna turn out awesome or <laughs> just Take really the bad. wrong path uh yeah at that same music festival uh angel dust played i don't know if you're familiar with oh angel yeah. Dust. yeah and that was the nicest pit like there were little kids in it and like Aww. everybody was going hard but then they like protect the kids yeah um, yeah angel dust fun. is a little that's the spinoff of like turnstile and a couple other more yeah. punk bands that's a thing now all these punk bands have these kind of more melodic less hardcore side projects and yeah. they're great 
Yeah, he, they get a little Weezer-y yeah. in spots in the best, the best of Weezer, not the worst of Weezer. Sure. Now, this is your time to shine this time of year, correct, Eric? Mm, yeah. Like, yeah, I started way back when September, went to Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando, uh, put up the decorations right around then. So they've been up <laughs> for like a month and a half, two months. Uh, and yeah, I work from home, so I just have horror movies going all day, every day. So does that influence your writing? You're writing copy, let's say for like, you know, pharmaceutical company. And all of a sudden you're just like, uh, did I just put something about the Bada Duke in here? Jesus. <laughs> no, but I will now. <laughs> Chip, what concert would you want to go see right now? If you could just leave the house, right? And see any band. Derek's heading out, going to sing King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Who would you go see? I'm, st I'm still upset I didn't go see Pavement. Right. when they came a couple that was my last show yeah. i went to yeah was it how and how and where where did they play uh they played here in atlanta the same place uh king gizzard's playing a place called the eastern it's like a year old and it, were, it was awesome they were so good yeah you know what it's it, you know they had such a history of like never knowing what kind of show you're gonna get i saw them in 2010 ish when they when they did that tour and they were amazing so yeah. um yeah i would have loved to see them again yeah they seem like they're having a lot of fun like it's mm -hmm. not like you're it's like, not, they're about to fall apart. It's not like replacement, end of the replacements or anything where you're like, ooh. Right, it's like <laughs> Steven's bad not trying for that yeah. solo career. Yeah, he's like, he's yeah. at it and he's just happy to be out. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never led, read a more glowing review of all their shows from New York. I think what they do, ten, like five for 10 shows, I'm not sure. And they each one had a different theme of like, you know, more rocking, more mellow, whatever. And this one music writer, I forget who it is, but he's very good. It's like his favorite band. Yeah. And it literally was like the greatest concerts he's ever been to. And just yeah. reading it, you know, I'm a pavement fan. I'm not a super fan, but I really like him. I was like, man, I'm really happy for people who really like this band because it seemed yeah. awesome. And the one thing he noted was no one had phones, like no one was doing this. Everybody was just, it was a bunch of guys our age and women just focused on like the love. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they, I mean, they have enough songs that like every night was pretty varied they weren't yeah. playing like the same kind of set list they'd throw like one or two of the same songs in every night but um you know to the point where you might be like oh man they played this last night so we might not get it tonight but they didn't play uh like i didn't get uh shady lane or carrot rope but Ooh. i knew they uh, probably were gonna play those carrot, carrot rope is probably top five for me yeah yeah, yeah. it's like they're probably not gonna play those i don't think they played those at all this tour mm -hmm. but um still great show great show yeah and uh, they made the smart move. They brought in like a really good backup singer, musician. I'm forgetting who it is now. I forget her name. Um, yeah. Just Madonna? To, is it Madonna? It was Madonna. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was Madonna during her like a virgin era chip. Mm -hmm. She dressed yeah. like that. Sure. She mm -hmm. danced throughout the whole show. Which yeah, was nice. she was her into party, it. It was impeccable. She was really into it. Yeah. You know what? Pavement really, you always joke about the, um, the Boston's having their dancing guy, the Boston, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Pavement also, correct? They have uh, their own. They have Bob. Yeah, Bob. Bob is, sort is, of a, their... is like a half a Boston when he's not doing his yep. little. He's... When he's out in front, man, he's he's just with his tambourine and a microphone, and he's doing his stuff. Is that the greatest gig you could have? Because there's no pressure on you. Like if he messes up or stops playing, they're fine. It doesn't yep. matter. Yeah, doesn't yeah. He could walk off stage right. and come back, and people would be like, "Did he go away for something?" He's just partying on the stage. This guy. <laughs> and, and can you imagine anybody walking away from a pavement show being? Boy, they weren't as tight as I hoped. You know, like that's <laughs> yeah. like, nobody's ever said that about the paper. Yeah. 
you know what? I don't like jangly guitars, so yeah. I uh, yeah, I wish didn't they care for that. Yeah, it's it's still. I think I've said this on this podcast, but it's still one of my favorite things. And Pavement is probably my favorite band of all time. But when they were, I think it was the Cut Your Hair video was on Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> and Butthead just says, "These guys need to try harder." It's <laughs> it's it's the greatest review of that band ever. Yeah, I bet you that helped them more than anything back at that time because that was. Pure height of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. That made like the Flaming Lips. Where, I mean, it made so many bands yeah. that no one had ever heard of before. Before we get to your recommendations, last night uh, a friend of mine, Dave Park, just shot me a link. He's just like Jeff, it's oldie but a goodie, but you need to see it. And it is the greatest like eight minutes. You guys, Queensrÿche, familiar with the band Queensrÿche? Sure. Silent Island Lucidity. Lucidity. Yes. In like 2010, their lead singer, Jeff Tate, Jeff, G-E-O-F-F. Yes. The wrong Jeff. Who I actually know another Jeff Tate who is relatively famous. He's on Douglas movies and everything all the time. Very funny comedian. But he's not. Spelled G-E-O-F-F. And I think his handle is actually the other other Jeff Tate. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Just go to YouTube after this later tonight. Just put in Jeff Tate E-P-K. That's all I'm going to tell you. Jeff Jeff Tate E-P-K. Okay. And it is, I don't know, I, it's hard to describe, but you'll watch it over and over and over. All I'm going to tell you is EPK stands for Electronic Press Kit. Okay, right. I'm in. I am in. Derek, I am a guy. I love Halloween. My kids love it. They're so mm-hmm. into it. I wish I had the constitution that I could handle very scary movies. I don't. Yeah. I'm like. I'm like a really emotional dad where if there's a kid in distress i am done if there's a dead parent i'm done yeah so you know i i'm not steeled up i'm not inured to that could you give me and my also other people who can barely handle horror movies you know like give me a couple wrecks similar to you in that you know once you have kids your tolerance level for you know it's like i see saw hereditary and i was like this is messing me up like emotionally <laughs> and mentally uh yep so it is a little different now, but a lot of the ones that I've watched before, I'm so desensitized to them because I've seen them so many times. Um, but I did want to pick a couple that maybe for some people who wanted to kind of ease into it, but still get the vibe. Yep. Uh, so for my first pick, 1992's Death Becomes Her. Uh, so that is a Robert Zemeckis joint, um, you know, coming off the heels of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future. Uh, and he just kind of went with like a black comedy it's not really horror but i mean bruce willis is an undertaker there's murders left and right technically both of the women become zombies it's in an old mansion and it's constantly thundering and lightning and it's just really great special effects all the way throughout of like all the different ways they're dying but their bodies are staying like all you know there's a hole in them their heads twisted around backwards Um, but it's a straight up comedy so i think you might be able to to handle that with the and it's really funny too it's a really funny movie um, yeah, that, right, I'm just putting that down on my list. Cause I need, I have one daughter who's kind of afraid of things and other daughters like let it rip. So, and they like eighties, oh. nineties type yeah, that's movies right. where they can I'm make impressed. fun of like just how everything was different back then. Yeah. All right. I like that. Death becomes your chip. Watch it. Yep. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to ready? go. Yep. What about, give me another one, Derek. So next up, speaking of things you can make fun of, yes. uh, from 1986, there's a movie called spookies. Ooh. Uh, so Spookies is one of those <laughs> that you would see the cover, rent it at Blockbuster, bring it home, be like, this is terrible, but you're sitting yep. around with your friends making fun of it. Um, but surprisingly has some really good 
makeup and special effects that you can kind of get into also. So it's not just terrible. There are things to like about it. Um, but why it's so fun is because there were, uh, there's a team of people who, uh, I can't remember what it was originally called. It wasn't called Spookies. Um, and they had these financial backers and they had this story about these teens that go to an abandoned mansion. And uh, there's this warlock that brings all these different monsters to try to get them. Uh, and so they filmed the film they wanted and they did all the special effects and the makeup and it seemed really good. And then the financial backers were like, you know what, we're going to actually just fire you, bring in a new director. <laughs> and they didn't even reshoot. They shot whole new segments with different teens. Uh, the, the warlock then became like super funny and he had like a dead wife he was trying to bring back to life none of this was in the original and they just kind of smushed it all together it's probably most famous for a scene where in the basement there's these muck monsters that are made of mud and they're pretty creepy and they're going after this woman and the uh, new financial backers decided to add fart noises to the whole thing <laughs> for no reason and it just goes on and on and on as they're like going after this woman and they're just farting uh so, so it's kind of knowing like the backstory watching it just being like i'm so glad this exists i feel bad for the original creators but uh that's one that you oh nice you could like the makeup and the special effects and the gore but it's so dumb in other spots that it kind of evens out yeah i think i always need a little bit of dumb or kind of self winking just to keep me like you know like this isn't real right guys you know what i mean like i, <laughs> yeah. I need to i think that one starts off with like a tiny little man dressed up like a cat and he's like a were cat and he's supposed to be scary and he is not and he's jumping around in trees and that's some of the newer stuff they added so he pops up throughout and it cuts from like the original teens to these different teens that you're like i don't know who these teens are i don't know what they're talking about it cuts back to the other ones like it's it's a trip to watch so it's, it's oh fun. i love it i knowing that beforehand then you look for all the incongruities and all yeah. that oh that's great what else derek i'm loving these so moving Moving into getting a little heavier here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Italy has a great history of, you know, spaghetti westerns, giallo movies, uh, but they have so many good horror movies. Um, movies like Suspiria. Yes. Uh, but Lucio Fulci is another Italian director who has uh, a lot of really good Italian horror movies. Um, but he had one that I picked called Zombie 2. Z-O-M-B-I 2. Mm -hmm. Zombie one is what Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead, was called in Italy. So they just oh. called their movie Zombie 2, even though it has nothing to do with Dawn of the Dead. And they're like, well, if people like that, they'll come see our movie, thinking that it's uh, it's the sequel. And it's not. Um, <laughs> Good marketing play. Yeah, and it worked. Uh, and then it got banned uh, in the UK. It was on their video nasties list. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, where like, you know, a lot of 70s 80s movies they decided they were no one should ever see them so that of course made them super popular yeah so you just went down the list and watched and rented every one of course right um <laughs> and i love the term the video nasty it's such a british oh, yeah it's great way. it's not <laughs> it's like this is explicit it's like oh it's a video nasty oh, it's nasty <laughs> right uh and so that one is just the special effects are amazing i mean these zombies look like real corpses oh cool uh, they may have been i don't know oh, um, yeah. But there's a, there's you know, in Italy, everything goes in Italy, anything goes, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they, they can, you can pretty much rob any cemetery of a body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scusi, scusi. As long yeah, as exactly. Scusi. Exactly. Um, so the two famous scenes in that one, there is, uh, 
there's a lot of stuff in Italian horror and giallo with eyes, lots of close-ups on eyeballs and things happening to eyeballs. Ugh. So there is a scene where a zombie pulls a woman to a shard of wood. It's just closer and closer and closer and closer until finally it goes down. That's the one famous one. The second one is maybe more your speed. Uh, there's a scuba diver and uh, there's a zombie in the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. and he gets, he attacks the scuba diver. So they are literally, you know, in the coral reef, it's beautiful blue water and the zombie attacks him. He gets away and a live shark comes <laughs> and the zombie and the live shark fight. They That's have awesome. Legitimate <laughs> real life fight. The shark is chewing on his arm. I don't know how they filmed it. I don't know why they thought of that, uh, but that's, I don't know which is a better scene, but that I don't know. I, you got to root, find yourself rooting for a shark, right? It's like the anti-Jaws. <laughs> He's going after the dead guys, yeah. Chip, any t- Chip, one of Chip's favorite movies is Jaws, of course. Any time mm. watching Jaws, you were like, man, I wish he just battled a zombie in one scene. I, I will say this. Yes, the, the answer to that question, uh, the short answer is yes. That my, my long answer to that is, Right before the pandemic, they came to Philadelphia and sh- in this huge theater, they showed Jaws on 35 millimeter, like in the theater. It's my first time seeing it in the theater ever. And it was, it's my favorite movie. And my wife surprised me and took me to the movie to see it. And it was great. We're having a great time. She had seen it once or twice before, but wasn't a huge fan. And we were leaving it. And I was just wowed coming out of the theater. I was like, that was so much fun. And I said, what did you think of it? Did you like it this, this time around? And my wife, big animal lover, huge animal lover, she said, what if the shark just wanted to be their friends? Oh, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Just Kim would have died so quickly trying to pet the shark yes, you would in have. the water. Everyone's yep. fleeing. Yep. And she's like, he could just really just need a hug. He could be mm-hmm. misunderstood. Oh, God. You know? Yep. 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 I love it, Derek. Give me one. Give us one that will literally mess us up. Like, let's say you have a friend Ooh. who's just like, Derek. I can handle anything. I am, I am a monster of a human being. I have no empathy, no sympathy. I am literally nothing bothers me. What do you got? I mean, hereditary is pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, Midsummer is pretty rough. Midsummer was the one that got me. It it messed me up for weeks. yeah. I would say weeks. Weeks. I was never scared, but afterwards, I was like, I feel weird <laughs> yes. emotionally. Yes. And just unsettled. Mm-hmm. And I think that's way worse than like a jump scare. Yeah. Just out of the unsettled, like, right? Ugh, like, I don't like how I feel right now. The one that sits with you. It was, it was horrifying and uh, in, in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. I read about it. I was too scared to watch it, but because everybody was talking about it, I'll do that. Sometimes I'm like, well, I don't want to see this stupid movie. And then I'm like, well, I kind of want to know what it's about. Right. And then I go read moviespoiler.com, which basically, and then I got scared like reading it and I had to stop and go, you know, read some funny tweets, come back showing you where I'm at. I think one of the most unsettling parts about it was that it was, if I remember correctly, it was mostly shot during the day and it was like a very idyllic, you know, this field and this little commune. They they had this beautiful place. And th- I think that's what really sat with me the most. It wasn't this dark, dank, awful, you know, Freddy's nightmare kind of situation. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff in the the background of that that you don't realize until afterwards. Like you kind of think you're like, are the trees like pulsing in a weird way? Mm-hmm. And then if you go back yeah. and watch it, you're like, they are. Or like, there's a face in the tree. Like they added things to it 
and it subconsciously makes your brain feel odd because you're like that shouldn't be happening but you're not really seeing it but your brain is registering that this is not right um, one of my top three scares for me as a kid was halloween the laundry seat the laundry line scene where she just looks out the window yeah daytime oh, sure. and then mm-hmm. you see mike myers and then i'm like oh shit like i was done i'm like yeah. mm-hmm. i'm pre- i'm kind of prepared for night scaries not day scaries. Yes. Right. Get this shit. Day scaries are pretty. Day bad. scaries. Hot air. Derek, you had another one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had to put in my favorite series of all time is Friday the Thirteenth. There we go. Uh, and you can't. I mean, you can go wrong with some of them, but if you want kind of the best of most of the worlds, part two. Oh. Uh, gives you. I mean, they recap the whole first movie. They. Sh- <laughs> You know, the survivor of the first one is having a dream and the whole I I mean, five, five, 10 minutes is literally I, they show you all the kills. So you're going to get up to speed. You know yeah, I need, I need that. Yeah. Uh, and then once these new counselors get to this new camp, they sit around a campfire. They go ahead and tell you that story one more time. So <laughs> just in case you didn't get it uh, the first time, they tell it to you again. Uh, it's pre hockey mask, but it's the first time Jason is the actual killer. He has a, um, a bag over his head kind of town that dreaded sundown style still very unsettling because he's got just black disgusting fingernails he lives in a shack in the woods Mm -hmm. with like a you know just an old toilet in there and he's been foraging maybe eating like animals and stuff so he's really more of a like doomsday prepper jason um and he's just been living out in the woods he probably saw his mom getting killed and now anybody that comes near the camp he's going to take care of them um, but it's, you know, pretty well acted. It still has a crazy Ralph who, you know, tells all the kids they're doomed. So it has all the good, really good parts that everybody loves about um, Friday the 13th. Um, but it's before it gets kind of silly, which, yeah. yeah, by like, I mean, three gets pretty silly, but by six, seven, you're getting really silly at that point. And then he goes to space. And I mean, all bets are off at that point, but. I watched a great show recently, Chip. It is a film footage festival. Guys have a new show. Um, This woman, she hosts the show. I'll put the name, Derek, I'll send it to you. She basically video store. She goes in depth on like horror movies. And she went in depth on Friday 13th in space. It was fat. It's one of her favorite movies. Yeah. And she gets the backstory clips. It is really fascinating. Look at just a movie like just how people put together a movie and like where it should have went why it didn't why are they in the backstory and the movie looked great like she loved it she says it's totally weird they don't spend a lot of time in space but it's really good and she hooks it's a really good show and she hooked me on it and i'm like i'm putting that on my list i think i can handle it yeah that one they they made it because they were trying to do like freddie versus jason but they couldn't get it off the ground yet. So they're like, well, we can't, for some reason, they're still trying to hold on to continuity, which at this point was shot. Yeah. But uh, so they're like, well, let's just fast forward in the future. And he's cryogenically frozen and he gets unfrozen and it's, you know, a hundred and something years in the future. And then he's in space. So then it doesn't matter what happens before that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Derek, speaking I'm- of silly Friday the 13th movies, uh, Derek, are you, are you a sleepaway camp fan? I love, saw it in, I believe, middle school or high school. Love it. I've seen all the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that. The Bruce one, Springsteen's sister plays the Angela in the sequel. She does. Pamela. Yes, yeah. she does. 
Uh, that have you ever seen Sleepaway Camp, Jeff? No, I'm putting that down in the list. You might be able because it's. And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I was a late adopter. I only saw it about two or three years ago for the first time, and lo- just loved loved everything yeah. about it. It's a silly. It's basically I feel like a ripoff of Friday the Thirteenth. It's at a summer camp, and it's acted by really poorly acted by kids from like New Jersey and New York, yeah. and yeah. it's it's very silly. <laughs> very poorly acted and then the last 30 seconds is maybe the scariest most disturbing thing i've ever seen in my life oh my god really because that that's kind of how that's kind of how it works yeah you had me at uh new jersey new york actors i think that's oh my gosh that that movie (laughs) is so fun to make fun of the whole time i mean there's a scene in the middle where it's like the kids just play baseball and insult each other for probably 20 minutes yeah that's and you're like this has no bearing on anything but their insults are pretty good yeah Uh, lots of like crop top midriff you know shirts on the guys uh and then yeah that almost makes the ending more unsettling because you get to that end and it's probably one of the more famous horror movie endings in history twist ending jeffrey twist ending I yeah. love it. Like yeah. an M. Shamala, Shamalayan type yes. of he would, he would kill to have a twist. Like yes, that. he would to have that. Yeah. Let me you probably you couldn't do this twist today, though. Let me ask you guys a question. M. Night movie, a new one, right? Mm-hmm. As you thinking one thing, going through it, the whole thing, whole thing, just at the end where you think you know where it's going, who shows up, Chip? Chubby uh, Checker. Ah, uh, the doing the actual twist. Yeah. The twist is the twist. I'm. What do you think about? I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm. You should at M Night Shyamalan right now. No. Is that is, at Gmail? Is it? I think it's M, M-, M- Night Sh- at Gmail. Shyamalan. Or he shows up and he doesn't do it. Ah, That's double the twist. Oh, twist. Whoa. Yeah, no. you know what? I just put him. He does the there. Watusi, and it's like, oh, yeah. Oh. You, we were expecting the He's doing the mashed <laughs> potato. <laughs> Derek, for a guy who loves horror movies, what's mm. your least favorite horror movie trope? And what's your what's a trope you actually love? Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of like the torture porn stuff. Okay, good. Hostels, the, yeah, Saw. Yeah, it's like I saw the first Saw, and like it's got a good twist. It's inventive, but like just chubby checker in it. <laughs> he shows sorry. up at the end. Yeah. Uh, he rides I'm a little bike, and <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, but I I do love the uh, the like crazy doom sayer who tells them at the beginning yes you know you're all doomed you're all gonna die it's got a death curse uh that that guy should pop up more and everybody just laughs them off they're going into like the the old convenience store right they're getting yep. supplies and he's like wouldn't go out there and you're like shut up gramps we're gonna yeah. be fine we're gonna think- go have we're gonna go have sex right out in the middle of the woods and everything's gonna be perfect yeah uh, yeah, I think in the first two Friday 13th, it's Crazy Ralph. I think he's in the credits as Crazy Ralph. Uh, he didn't make it through the second one. By the third one, they have another crazy guy who pops up, who's basically Crazy Jimmy or something. Like, he's the same yeah. character. Uh, and then he's not, they're not around as much. So I, I wish that trope would come back around of the, the crazy doomsayer. Um, if you could be cast in any role, would you like, is that the kind of role you want to be? The, the old, the old well, that guy? would be, that would be a fun one. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. play the teenagers anymore. No. I'm getting more towards the grizzled <laughs> doom, doomsayer. Chip, uh, if you could be cast as, you know, like a typical character in a movie, I could picture you chip as the one guy in the group saying, I don't think that's a good idea, guys. Well, that was me in high school. <laughs> so yes, so type typecasting is work. I would love to be a caretaker of an old house. 
like that okay. you know the guy's he's kind of creepy you think something's off about him you think he might be the bad guy but then he just turns out to be socially inappropriate and but harmless i yeah. think that i think that would be i just i just speaking of which and i just saw it was a great actor playing it um burnt offerings did you ever see oh, burnt yes. offerings yeah, yeah, that's not Oliver Reed. No, Oliver Reed. Yeah, Oliver Oliver Reed. Reed. Okay. yeah. and uh, Burgess Aaron Meredith. Black. Yes, Burgess Meredith, Meredith in it plays very unsettling. Yeah, yeah, that one is one though that's tough. There's a kid with the the pool scene is kind of tough to get yep. through. Mm-hmm. That is rough. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's by the one way, that, that like guy... the very end is like so good, but it takes a while to get there. But you're kind of into it. Like, it's, it's a little slow, slow but but yeah, the payoff is good. That little kid is Lee Montgomery, who as a uh, another decade later he was playing a teenager he's probably 25 but he's in maybe definitely a top five horror movie for me terrible movie made for tv 1985's midnight hour and if you're mm. if, you, if you're aware yeah. of it you can Ooh. see it on youtube it is my it I, I watch it every year probably a couple of times this time of year because i was eight eight years old maybe when it came out and it was on halloween night and i watched it and it stars lee montgomery uh, just Peter DeLuise, LeVar Burton, um, Sherry Belafonte. It's yep. just a, a who's who of, who's who of TV movies of yeah. TV movies from the 1980s. It's not a good movie, but it sets the perfect Dick Van Patten's in it. I mean, oh. what else do you need, gentlemen? Yeah. It's a DVP. Dick Vans. Yeah. DVP. Derek, I know you have to go. You got to get ready to rock out, but I want you to leave us with what was young Derek Lawler's favorite Halloween costume or adult Derek Lawler? Uh, I mean, I was Dracula a lot, <laughs> like fat little, I was fat little Dracula because I was not a skinny kid. So I was, <laughs> I was more Count Chocula than Count Dracula. <laughs> um, but then I did graduate into, I was just Jason every year, but it was- Oh, really? Yeah, a couple of years of like hobo yep. Dracula, then Jason- than just you know teenager just like oh, i'm a baseball player i got a baseball player. <laughs> no, probably chunky dracula chunky dracula, oh, dracula is a good one yeah oh, uh, one, one more really quick that just started oh yeah HBO Max, uh barbarian if you didn't see that in the theaters oh it's, i heard that's great it is really good yeah. um, and it just came on hbo max yesterday okay uh, but on a, on a one to ten Draculas, how scary? How many Draculas we talk? How many chubby Draculas we talk about? Ah, uh, it's it's six. It's Ooh. not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very unique. Like, don't read anything about it at all. Oh, yeah, just watch it. Um, okay. And there's going to be parts of it where you're going to be like, "What the hell is going on?" But I have to watch this to find out then you'll be disturbed for a while mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny. Like it's definitely worth the watch and it's on HBO max. So I would highly recommend it. Oh, this is fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want more of Derek's picks, he's on Twitter at Rowdy Bowden. That's Rowdy R O W D Y Bowden B O W D E N. Derek's a very funny man. And you've been putting all your picks up. You're doing a, a great service. You're finding some truly great, um, cover art to a lot of these movies yeah there's like being a lot in, of- in advertising i love like the marketing aspect of it too and growing up just walking down the aisle of even before blockbuster the horror aisle and just being like what is this motel hell movie with like you know yeah 2d from facts of life or whatever like holding a pitchfork with an old man and like 
what is happening in the, and you watch the movie, you're like, this is a weird, not great movie, but that cover, man, it's all about the covers. So just finding those and some that I even like forgot that I knew about and uh, sharing those, if nothing else, I enjoy it. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. it's great. Thanks so much, Derek. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having and, me on. I wish uh, I could stick around for the rest of the picks, but I'll have no, to. No, enjoy the show. Yeah, you're, we're going to have our buddy Tom Coombe on next yeah, with some more picks. Great. So uh, we'll get this podcast live tomorrow so we can all you know, share it and uh, give people some stuff to watch over the next few days. I'll check it out then. Thanks, y'all. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, Thank you. Thanks. That was great. I mean, right now, I just put down a list. Of- Informative. Yeah, and he really gave did a nice job of telling me, you know, this one's not so bad. This one, yeah, yeah you got to watch out for that one. And I, and I, yeah, I he knows his that. stuff. Again, guys, follow Derek at Rowdy Bowden on Twitter. We're going to have a little time right here, Chip, uh, before our next guest, Tom Coom, comes on. Um, Chip, would you mind if I gave you a list of least popular knockoff candy bars? Ooh, would you be I interested was, in those I at love all? It. I, I, I'm actually looking for some to avoid You're looking for some new candy to... bars to check out? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, well, these, yes, I am. These aren't top tier. They're not top shelf, Chip. They're, they're no way, no. but they're still fine. Some of them are fine. Some aren't. Uh, almond soy. You know, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you just yeah, you feel like you know. a knockoff. How about senior mints? It's... Yeah, it's it's junior mints, but there's a little more like a like a mothball-y kind of yeah. smell. It's like yeah. they've been on the bottom of a purse unwrapped yeah. for a while. Yeah, senior yes. mints. Yes. Chip, how about a bit of hummus? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. It's, how about, you got your protein in there. Yeah. This one doesn't sound good. It's called Milky Wayne. This guy, oh. guy named Wayne makes his own uh, Milky Way bars. I am not. I am not comfortable with that. You're at not all. comfortable. Nope. Would you eat a middle finger? <laughs> I, I, I think I would. I would like that one. Would you eat a diet crackle? <laughs> it's the diet part really does. It draws you in. It's it's going to get the health nuts in there. Yeah. How about some uh, nice uh, Sickers bar? Sickers. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, with what we've been dealing with in the world, maybe maybe it'll help. You know, not a lot of people putting out all beet flavored candy, but I got to tell you, Starborst sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> It, you know, it really does. When I think of sweet, sweet, sweet treats, I think beets. <laughs> That's their tagline. Star, Starburst. Starburst. When you think of sweet, sweet beets, think of the Starburst treats. Uh, Would you eat a Nestle Conch? <laughs> just a big sh- like shell pieces <laughs> yeah, in it. It just giant. It's in a lot of the uh, island countries. It's it's okay. considered a delicacy, okay. a dessert, sure. a nice Nestle Conch. You know, like people love lollipops and whatnot. Would you try uh, Tootsie Tootsie Nanas? <laughs> Similar to Tootsie Pops, they say, but uh, yes, but just just a little just more, a little different, a little more feminine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For people who find uh, Tootsie Pops a little too macho, mm-hmm. right? How about um, <laughs> Sour Patch Adults? <laughs> it's they've grown up. They've ate. It's it's they're well aged and I and I that's what I appreciate about them. Oh boy, how about a nice pack of griddles? <laughs> it's a Philadelphia um, Skittles gritty together marketed. They're called griddles, 
it's I think it's it, it, it's what this city needs right now. It is definitely uh, York peppermint pate. <laughs> I, I feel like you would bite into it expecting some minty goodness and then you would just get. Oh, some- oh God, no, no, it's it's, it's pate. It's 100 percent. That's uh, what they say. It's 100 percent pate filling. Ooh, no okay. preservatives. They're, re- they're really leaning into it then. They're- they, well, they are. Uh, yeah. Gloomy ranchers. <laughs> they're, n- they're not fun to get. No, they're just, it's like sad flavors. Like, yeah. just like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of a sad, you know, something like bouillon. You know, like it was just, I'm like, you're just sucking on it. And you're just like, no, this, this, this is like onion? flavor. Is this, yeah. is, this, is this an onion flavored rancher? Um, lastly, this one, but no, they no longer sell. I'm not sure why. Hershey's tongue kisses. That one is, <laughs> I if 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 I remember correctly, was there was Hershey's slogan for those get to second base? <laughs> I think that's wow. Yeah, Hershey's tongue kisses. Yeah, uh, not just, great. No. There you uh, go, guys. So, like yeah. I said, they're not as expensive. They're not as popular, list. but there's still there's still something you could put in the, the Halloween bags of your favorite little trick or treaters. I'm in. I'm in. Oh my goodness, this is great. We had Derek as a guest. Now we we will be admitting our next guest. I'm very excited. So many good movie recommendations. Oh, he's connecting. Oh, there hey. he is. This is very exciting. He is connecting. Hey, Tom Coombe, how are you, buddy? Good. Good. Chip Chantry is here with us, pal. Hey, Chip. Tom, thanks for uh, thanks for being on the show. We're excited. Here. Good to sort of meet you guys and yeah. semi-person after yes, the years on Twitter. Yeah, yes. I think this is probably the best way Twitter people, the closest they can meet in person mm-hmm. is like a Zoom call. This is the most personal as we'll get, Tom. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've met a few Twitter people. Yeah, um, it's fun it's, though when you do. It, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, do find, I do find I have this mental thing where I expect the people to look like their avatars. Yeah. So like I met, like I've met people whose avatars are black and white and my brain actually kind of expected <laughs> them to be in black and white when they showed up. Um, I don't know uh, where that is. Tom, every, every episode we do, I am shocked that it's Jeff and not Bert Convey. I just am yeah. shocked. Yeah. I say once a month, I'll have someone either DM me or just say, like I'll post, you know, a photo of me every so often and someone will be like, Oh man, it sucks. You don't really look like Bert Convey. I'm like, Hey, no one's more disappointed than me. <laughs> nope, nobody. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Tom Coombe. Not only is he a horror aficionado, a horror movie pro, he writes excellent horror short stories. Tom, a couple of them have stayed with me and really messed me up in a good way. Okay, wow. Well, Let's say the last one that I read that I had to like put down, I'm not going to, I don't, you're going to tell me the name of it, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody. It's just people transform into something they're not and there's an aquatic nature oh, to yes it. yes um, what is the name of that one that is called a third of the waters became wormwood um, oh my god and that was published in a unfortunately now defunct magazine called hellhound magazine and mm-hmm. um i i brought it back for a class that i took with a really good horror writer named uh gwendolyn keist um she she taught the class for a organization called Lit Reactor, and um, I kind of beefed it up, and it was pretty well received. So I think I would like to kind of expand that concept into a, a novel at some point. I was um, going to say I wanted more, like yeah. it, like it ended so well, and it the ending really like stuck with me, and I'm like, I want more of this, but mm. I'm also kind of freaked out. It was so good. 
And is well, that something you. we can find online or? Um, not at the moment, but okay. if you guys really want to read it, I can get you, if you really want to read it, Chip, I'll be happy to send you a copy. Yeah, let me tell everybody, go to, at Twitter, go to com, C-A-L-M, Tomb, com, Tomb, T-O-M-B, and follow Tom and all of his. He's doing a whole month. You're what, you, is October your favorite month, Tom? Um, kind of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, I, my girlfriend and I um, kind of ma have made it this ritual ever since we, you know, we've been together for a while, but we've only lived together uh, since 2018. And we've, you know, since we were together every day and, you know, able to watch movies together, we decided that in October we would kind of devote um, the month to horror movies and do at least, you know, one a day. Um, so, you know, we just finished watching uh, Let's Scare Jessica to Death from 1971. Ooh, 1971. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a title that's very current. That sounds like a movie. Doesn't it sound like a title of like, you know, let's do this to so-and-so? Yeah. yeah um, it, it's funny. It, it, in a lot of ways, it has, it's, it feels very dated. It feels very 70s. There's like a, there's a conservative older people versus hippies vibe to it that you find <laughs> in a lot, of, lot, a lot of 70s horror. But at the same time, it also has like a very modern feel because it's dealing with mental illness and, you know, people with, you know, relationship troubles and money, money problems and things like that. And, and, you know, that kind of thing was, I think, a thing in 70s movies, you know, to begin with. But, it, you know, it, it was a nice blend of like modern feel and like 70s camp. It had a great score, um, really good, really good lead performance by the, the title character, Jessica, who's the actress's name is going to escape me right now. But are there any movies that you've read it that you can't get access to like right now in this era of everything streaming everything's mm -hmm. around have is there like a holy grail of movies you're just like i can't even get a copy of that um actually it's funny and and as a horror fan i know this is something i should have seen years and years ago but i've actually never seen the original dawn of the dead and mm -hmm. it's the only way to find it now is to to buy a digital copy so it's it's that i think that that's very hard to stream at least through proper channels i know there are people who do torrenting and i completely understand that mm -hmm. it's just something that i'm not technologically sound enough to do <laughs> yeah and you don't probably want a virus that's also in the movie come on your computer as well yeah 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 well we had uh we just had derek uh lawler on giving us some really good yeah. picks um and we had him start with movies that like a guy like me can handle i okay. love a good horror movie but i'm easily i'm a scaredy cat i'm gonna admit okay. it tom you know, okay. are you probably, Tom, you probably think of me as this super tough macho guy. I know I put oh, yeah. off that yeah. vibe. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm going to admit, okay. I'm, a, I'm a bit of a scaredy cat. Chip can handle a little bit more than me. So what, what do you got starting yes. off with uh, for guys like me? All right. Well, what did, I just want to know what Derek put so we don't repeat ourselves. Well, if you, how about whatever you say, if Derek said it, I'll say, okay, no, sure, Tom, sure. no, bad. Okay. All right. So. This one is something that I think people might have heard of, but I, I feel like it's a movie that doesn't get talked about a lot these days. And it's The Others from nineteen Ooh. from 2001. Have you seen it? I have not. That's the Nicole Kidman one? Nicole Kidman, yes. yes. So, Chip, this is a this is a English ghost story. It takes place around World War II. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm gonna, I wrote down some notes so I don't have to just talk extemporaneously the whole time. <laughs> So if you see me turning my head, that's no, why. Oh, that's fine. Right. That's fine. Um, so yeah, so it's a, a family in England, World War around World War II, and they live in this huge manor house, and they come to think that they the house might be haunted, 
And, you know, there's a few things I like about this one. For one thing, um, the family's already living in the house when this starts. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the trope of people moving into a house and finding it's haunted. I think, it, I think there's something much more effective about a house that you've been living in for years becoming haunted. I think that's oh, part of what makes yeah. Poltergeist such an effective movie. Absolutely. Because um, the house is, you know, it's, it, it, feel, it just feels like a more real lived in place. Um, and then there's the lead performance by Nicole Kidman, you know, who's very good here. Um, she's playing a, you know, a not, not very sympathetic character. She's very severely religious. It, it, it seems like she's yelling at her kids in almost every scene. Yep. And then, then her, their, her kids are, are very prickly and mischievous um, to the point that you're, you're thinking maybe the haunting has something to do with them. And I won't say any more about that because it goes to a lot of interesting places, but you know, it's a, it's like a, a PG 13 rated movie. It's very atmospheric, a very quiet horror. Um, but there's still, I'll put it this way. There's still points. There's still points in it that I wouldn't like to think about late at night. Ooh, that's nice. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Excellent choice. Sold. Put it on your list, Chip. Yeah, yes. it is. I, I just, uh, asterisk it twice. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be Tom hit us with another one. That was great. Okay. All right. So this is going to be kind of backwards, I think that, but um, I would suggest if, if someone, someone was getting started in horror and was worried about, you know, maybe seeing a lot of gore um, and things like things like that, just to check out the original 1978 Halloween. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's kind of the proto slasher. I mean, other people would point to something like um, Black Christmas from 1974, or Bay of Blood as being sort of where it got started. But Halloween is sort of what, I guess, brought it, brought it out into the sunlight, so to speak. And um, it, it just, what makes it scary is just, it's, it's you know, sense of tension. Um, but I can't really think of any blood you actually see. Um, yeah. Wow. Maybe yeah. not one to watch with the kids because it's the 70s yeah. and mm -hmm. they're still nude back mm -hmm. when horror movies had nudity in them. Um, but it's, I think it's something people could handle if they feel like they can't handle a lot of uh, violence and a lot of, you know, real intensity. Was, was Halloween one of the first movies that had like, you know, soundtrack that was really striking and memorable? I mean, I know other like movies use music well. I think it's, it's one of the big ones. I would say that the exorcist and jaws would probably be the big three. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, the exorcist. Sure. Yeah. I, like Rosemary's baby has, is kind of memorable and the omen has something as, you know, things that kind of get brought up again, but I think those are the big three and, you know, and John Carpenter is just masterful at that. Um, and I, I think he might do, I believe he does all the music for all of his movies, mm -hmm. but um, with something like Halloween and, and the thing, which is my favorite of his, um, you know, it, it's just, it's just kind of the cherry on the top of a already delicious Sunday. Yeah. They, uh, it seems the thing is always tops the list of either favorite John Carpenter movies mm -hmm. or a lot of people I was just reading lists of like favorite scary movie. Mm -hmm. And I know I, in the horror community, there are just people I know that just say favorite movie. Oh, um, wow. mm -hmm. Yeah. Keep them going, Tom. These are great. All right. So I, you want it four, right? So as many, you know, just um, well, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's, I mean, there's, there's there lots of like, I think there's a lot of good ghost stories that rely more on atmosphere than um, gore for scariness. Um, Insidious from I think 2008, I want to say. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, I okay. saw a picture from it, okay. and the picture scared me. <laughs> 
the, so the, all, red, I'm just, yeah. the, the red face guy yeah the the yeah, yeah that yeah. that was just over yeah. the shoulder that mm-hmm. is a new thing that i love like everything from like the bada duke to it follows to mm-hmm. insidious it's mm-hmm. hey i wonder what the bad guy looks like and then you just see it's always like a person in front and just slightly behind them you're like holy shit. yeah yeah i think insidious kind of started that oh did that, they okay yeah that was that was a great movie to see in theaters um I, my girlfriend was a just a little like in a ball basically <laughs> by the end but we both love it we both love it um that's really funny so like the the sign of a good night out mm-hmm. for you guys is like i am emotionally destroyed <laughs> i am so yeah. scared to get in the car yeah um, successful night more thinking the other two i thought of for that are more um on the more extreme side of the scale but again like i think i'll put it this way there are horror movies that are about violence and mm-hmm. you know, the term you hear is torture porn never been a few huge fan of that i like the original saw because i think it's kind of clever that you know the guy's trying to figure out why they're in the situation and, and how they can get out of it but i've never been a fan of just seeing people get cut up for for right. two hours um so but still things that are a little more hardcore horror um one recommendation i would go with would be the wailing it's Ooh. a movie from south korea um i think it came out uh 2016 and i didn't i didn't watch it until the first time till last year and at the time i, I wrote something like trying to get an idea of what this movie is was going to be about was like catching a fish with your hands <laughs> um you know it's a, it starts with this policeman and he's inve- he's investigating a series of deaths and it's somehow tied to a mysterious illness and you're you know you're watching you're thinking is this a zombie movie is it about possession is it about ghosts and the answer is really yes <laughs> um and it's just you know there's a lot happening it's it's a big movie it's i think it's more a little more than two two and a half hours which is long for a horror movie that is that's it a, is, um, yeah. yeah um and you know there's t- there's it's like a year later there's times where i'll think back on it and diff- remember different elements and i'll think you know that that had to be a different movie and then i'll realize no that was that was all the wailing um and yeah it just it it just kind of starts and puts the pedal down and doesn't let up um Oof. yeah but it's, I think, well worth your time. I, every, past few years when we've done our marathon, the, everything we, the movies we've seen that came from other countries have kind of outclassed American movies. I have to South say. Korea is, is they, they do a pretty good job, correct? I mean, they. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Um, Train to Busan is an, another one. Um, and then Japan has some amazing movies too. We're, we're watching tomorrow night, we're watching one that I've never seen. Um, called Cure that's supposed to be just like level 10 <laughs> so I'm excited for that you have to prep like knowing like all right we're going in for like what do you like hey let's get some popcorn before and eat some before we just wet our pants um no not, no not, you guys were pros we're pros and we actually had this we actually had this talk earlier about like you know what we've watched so far that was scariest and oh that's a great question there wasn't a lot in this marathon. There were there were two. There were two that we thought of. Um, one is another. For this time out, there's another um, movie from. Uh, I want to say, oh yeah, Indonesia. It's called Impedagor. 
And that translates to something like woman from the damned village or woman from the damned, damned land. Um, and it's about this, these two women that own a little business and one of them, um, her, her family owned this big house in, out in the, the country. Um, and they go with hopes that she's gonna inherit it. And when they get there, it turns out that there's kind of a curse on the village and everyone blames her family. So she, you know, she's in danger for that. So that was one. And the, the other really, the other one that was like really, this movie kept me up at night, not because I was scared, scared, but because I was so frustrated in a good way with the choices the characters made in, in this movie to put themselves in this horrific situation. Um, it's called Speak No Evil. It came out this year. It's, I don't know if it's a, it's Danish or Dutch or, or both, but there's characters from th those two countries. Um, these, these couples meet on vacation and kind of become friends. One, one is Danish and the other one is Dutch. And they go, the Danish people go to the Dutch couple's house and it just starts as this very kind of awkward comedy almost. I don't know if either of you guys have seen the, the dinner party episode of The Office. Yeah. Oh, sure, okay. sure. Yeah, so it almost feels like that. Like, you know, there's a, there's a line in, in that episode where Jim, Jim says something like, Michael and Jan are both are playing, are playing a game called, let's see how uncomfortable we can make our guests and they're both winning. They're both they're winning. winning. <laughs> yes, and that's, that's, how, that's how this feels at first, but then things just get more tense and more awkward until it gets to a place that, you almost don't want to watch. Yeah. Okay, I'm sold. So that's like one, like that's, there's certain movies I like, I would say like are for only for people who are really can handle a lot. And that's, that, that would be one of them. Mm -hmm. Tom, what is your least favorite horror movie trope? Huh. Um, it's funny. I just wrote a short story about this, oh. um, this year <laughs> that got published. Um, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of the scary clown. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know Pennywise and it is great. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the doll and poltergeist is scary. Yeah. Um, but I kind of feel like the clown has sort of become like a few years ago, like you would see like a guy in a hockey mask with a chainsaw that would just kind of be the symbol of horror. Yeah. And now I feel like the clown has kind of taken over that. It's sort of like the, the marketing guy's idea of what, what horror is about. What is a trope that you actually like? In horror, it's fun. Um, and Chip, the question to you too. So, I'm you know, a, is there something recurring that? I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of a good, um, a good possession story that, that to me, that never gets old. I mean, that's. Is, is the possession of Emily Rose, is that a good one? Uh, I didn't like that. No. no? Um, there's one, there's one that came out a few years ago called The Last Exorcism. Ooh. Um, and I like that a lot, mostly because of the performance by the lead actor. If you guys watch Better Call Saul, I've seen it. The guy that plays Howard Hamlin, the, the kind of the blonde yuppie lawyer that's that Saul's kind of nemesis on that show, um, plays this this um, pastor that debunks exorcisms. So he, he it's shot like a documentary, and he he goes out to um, kind of disprove this this story this story about this girl being possessed, and of course things to take much more bizarre turn is the exorcist the greatest possession movie of all time yeah yeah the exorcist is is maybe i know it's it's one it's in my top five i'd say for horror, horror movies in general um and like even you know 
I was raised Catholic, so I think that probably has something to do with it, that oh, yeah. residual yeah. feeling. I, I haven't felt any kind of religious belief in, in a long time, if ever, um, but the movie does something regardless whether you know whether or not you believe um you know but my girlfriend wasn't raised religious at all and she finds it terrifying too so yeah what's the most scared you've ever been in a movie that's did you ever see tootsie no i uh the most scared i that's a that's a great question i um Ah, I, I wish I, I wish I'd agree. I, I will say that that uh, Midsummer did a, after the movie, kind of like uh, like Derek was talking about before, th- th- just that sat with me for 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 a couple of weeks afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Was that that was one of his recommendations? Yeah, we we ended up talking it, about it. We can't. We I okay. don't know if that was one of his recommendations. It came up in, in conversation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Tom, when you were young, was there anything that just messed you up? I mean, I remember being a kid. And there was a series of movies that I just saw. It started out, I think, with The Brood. Mm-hmm. The, and um, then, of course, like Salem's Lot, Amityville mm-hmm. Horror. But like The Brood and the others where they just like, I'm like, I don't think I can handle this. I'm done, mm-hmm. guys. I Maybe I, where's some, give me a rom-com. I can't handle yeah. it. Yeah, the brood, the brood is, yeah, The Brood's pretty intense. Um, How about you, Tom? I, do you have a one moment you Poltergeist always got me. And even to this day, I still find it kind of scary. I remember, it's not a horror movie, but I remember seeing Return to Oz. That's the one everyone talks about. Oh, horrifying. Horrifying. So I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm 46. So I'm old enough to have seen that in theaters with my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny. I, I was just, I, one of the movies we watched during the marathon um, was Return of the Living Dead. And I remember seeing the poster for that. I, I think I might have been on my way to see Return to Oz and seeing the poster for Return of the Living Dead and thinking that has to be the scariest movie ever. And I see Return to Oz and I'm legitimately scared because it's dark as hell. There's the yes. real people. Mm-hmm. There's the scene where Dorothy wakes up all the, the disembodied heads in jars mm-hmm. and they start yelling at her. Yeah. Yes. And then I finally see Return of the Living Dead like, you know, almost 30, almost 40 years later now. And it's hilarious and it's you know it's meant, it's meant to be it's great uh, speaking of actually around that same time too uh you and i are about the same age the there was and i think it was one of the um anthology shows mm-hmm. in the mid to late 80s yeah. i want to say it might have been freddy's nightmares and okay. it was david lander i think his name is that squiggy mm-hmm. from Lander's yeah yeah squiggy. And he played, it was just an episode, but it really scared me. I was probably 10 or so nice. where he was this doting husband and you could tell this wife that just couldn't stand him, but he won the lot. He, he passed away. He, he died mm-hmm. unexpectedly and he was buried. And then they found out that the lottery ticket that he bought won the lottery, but he was mm-hmm. buried with oh. the lottery ticket in okay. his funeral I've, suit. I haven't seen it, but I have heard of this. Yeah. Yes. And I I watched it recently. Like, I think you can find it on YouTube and Mm -hmm. it was a little more silly, but I just remember being scared out of my mind as a, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 or 11 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I don't know if you're into quizzes. Do you like horror movies and quizzes or just horror movies and not quizzes? I love both of those things. Okay. Well, this this might be great. Guys, these are uh, bad horror movie sequels. You ready? Okay. Bad Bad horror. You might not even know about these. Okay. Okay. 
So I'll start out. I will throw one to Chip. I'll describe the movie. Okay. And you can see if you can get this. Chip, lesser known Stephen King adaptation where beloved family, where beloved family animals die, are brought back from the dead, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're sent to a school to prepare themselves for the priesthood or the ministry. Is that, oh, that was the, I enjoyed this one. I believe that was Pet Seminary. Pet Seminary. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Great film. Great film, Jeff. All right, right, Tom, you ready for one? Okay, sure. Yeah, these are all 100% true. All right. Following a second epidemic of zombies that have risen from the dead, two Philadelphia police SWAT team members, a traffic reporter, and his television executive girlfriend once again seek refuge, but this time they enter a truly horrific jam band concert. Hmm. And this is a movie you haven't seen, the original. Uh, Return of the Grateful Dead? That's it. That's Dawn. It's actually Dawn of the Grateful Dead. Oh, Dawn of the Grateful Dead. Yeah, okay. is that the, the first one? Yeah, it's just Dawn of the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Picture yeah. that. Picture like zombies. You're trying to escape. What's the worst possible thing on top of zombies that you can imagine, Chip? Patchouli zombies. Patchouli zombies. Patchouli zombies. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. The, the Grateful Dead continue to play during mm-hmm. this outbreak. Okay. Yeah. Horrifying. All right, Chip, this is right up your alley. I can tell. After a young FBI cadet receives the help of an incarcerated manipulative cannibal killer to help catch another serial killer, she investigates a bunch of grisly murders at a vengeful nerd fraternity. (laughs) Is that, uh, would that be silence of the lambda lambda lambdas? 100% Chip. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if any. Of you, I don't know. Do you guys see that one? I just it, it might want to rent that one. Yeah, yeah it, I, I, it's it, it's you know it's a lot of it's very problematic. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, for a lot. Very, of oh, there's yeah. yeah, there's a lot of it wouldn't jive today. It, no, it probably it would have some might be might might be canceled. Yeah, yeah. there's a one hundred percent chance. That I know Tom will get this. There's just no way. Okay. A striped sweater-wearing evil spirit of a serial killer with a bladed glove appears in the dream of the actor who played Andy on The Office. If he kills the actor in the dream, he dies in real life. Nightmare on Helm Street? Yeah, Nightmare on Ed Helm Street. Ed Helm Street, okay. Yeah, it's his full name. They wanted to make sure, you you know. That's right, guys. Nightmare on Ed Helm Street. (laughs) I'm sorry. Again, I apologize. I don't know really where I found these, but you know, yeah, Chip, I know you're going to love this one. You being a fan of, of horror and history. And mm-hmm. when, when strange seeds drift into the earth from outer space, mysterious pods begin to grow and invade San Francisco, not replicating the city's residents at this time, but giving birth to an army of clones of Britain's iron lady. Uh, oh, okay. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> Is this Invasions of the Margaret Thatchers? It's, it's Invasion of the Margaret Thatchers. That's, I'd, I'd watch that one. Too watch. Very... Wouldn't you watch that, Tom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put that on your list for next season. Yeah. Guys, there's, there's like 12 Iron Ladies out there. There, there is. Yeah. Let's, get, let's yeah. get away. All right, Tom. Okay. A not great follow-up to the classic Roman Polanski 1968 horror thriller starring Mia Farrow. This time, her evil infant is all grown up and works for a crime boss getting behind the wheel and taking part in a heist doomed to fail. 
that would be Rosemary's baby driver. You guys are doing great. I think we're we're hundred percent. Oh, wow, this is you guys good. know your movies. This is yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm very impressed. I'm proud of us. I, it just it sadly brought back Kevin Spacey after you know in, mm -hmm. in you know in, in 2021, but still. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry about that. Here we go, Chip. Uh, again, right up your alley, Chip. I think you like this movie, the, the original, but I don't know if you like this follow-up. Oh boy. After three film students vanish when traveling into a Maryland forest to film a documentary on a local legend, leaving only their footage behind. But the story continues, focusing on the man who oversees the footage, makes schedules, creates meetings, and makes sure the new team sticks to their deadlines. Uh, I, I did see this in the theater when it, when it first came out, and it was excellent. I believe it was called the Blair Witch Project Manager. That's it, 100%. Yeah. The Blair, Blair, Blair Witch Project Manager. Yeah, that's, that it was a scary, scary movie. Chip, have you noticed in all the podcasts, whenever someone gets one of these right, I just clap. I get so happy. Yes, you, re you really do. And I, I'm and happy I, for I you happy and the guests. you for being so happy. Yeah, it makes me happy. This, this, this one might be a little tough, but we'll see, okay. guys. Tom, four weeks after another mysterious, incurable virus spreads through the UK, a handful of survivors try to find sanctuary in a BBC music studio with the host and founding member of the band Squeeze. Four, four weeks after. I, yeah, I, I got... I know you got that part. Or, yeah. And like I... I think I might get chip on this too. Is is he the guy oh. that also hosted a show on the BN? Oh. Yes, it's BBC's most popular music show. It's been running for almost 40 years. Yeah, and I I know I I I'm going to have to pass. Uh, Sorry. But hey, you know what? You 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 can't get them all, guys. You can't yeah. get them all. Uh, uh, I uh, late yeah, I can't. I can't. That's guys, you, you, you've been doing yeoman's work. You've been doing great. Mm -hmm. This this one, like I said, little known. 28 days later with Jules Holland. Later with ah, Jules. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right, Chip. This one, guaranteed, not it. A journalist must investigate once again a mysterious videotape, which seems to cause the death of anyone a week after they view it. But this new video features a message about autographs delivered by a famous British drummer. Oh, is that the Ringo star? The Ringo. The Ringo. The Ringo. Not the uh, ring. Oh, can I throw out a great horror, horror movie yes. recommendation that you can okay. watch in its entirety on YouTube? I, okay. I'm assuming, I, Tom, I bet you you've seen this movie. Just a, speaking of Ringo star, 1974's, I believe, The Son of Dracula, starring oh. Harry, starring Harry Nilsson, Ooh, the wow. singer Harry Nilsson, as the son of Dracula. And Ringo Starr as Merlin for some <laughs> unknown reason. Uh, it also features both uh, John Bonham and um, uh, uh, why am I forgetting the Who drummer? This is terrible. Keith Moon. Uh, Keith Moon both on drums in in bands in in this 1974 very serious movie called The Son of Dracula. Do you know who produced it? I believe Ringo Starr did. Oh no, and and a bag of cocaine. And a bag of cocaine. And yes, a bag of cocaine. Uh, honestly, one of the least watchable movies of all time. <laughs> horrific, horrific movie. But you gotta, you gotta see it at some. Point. You know what the hubris? Terrible, terrible movie. But the great. hubris of British musicians who think they're so goddamn funny, 
mm-hmm. and people laugh at them because they're popular. And when you hear like the Beatles joke between themselves, they're like, these are the funniest guys. And you're like, I guess they're funny for musicians, but, and so they take this, people really find us funny. Let's make a movie. And, and by the way, it, it's not, from what I remember, it's not made to be funny at all. Oh, wow. It's made to be That's very incredible. serious. Wow. And boy, is it, it is a, it is a, just treat, just go to YouTube, look up the son of Dracula 1974, just watch a couple minutes of it and you will be, uh, you, you will thank me. There will be, there will be letters coming in, pouring in uh, letters of thanks. <laughs> Tom, the actor who played the landlord in Three's Company, uh, Mr. Roper, somehow, without any good explanation, becomes the new leader of an extra-dimensional demonic Cenobites. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the guy, I, I, I can... Wait, can, we do this to, can, can we do this together? Yeah, yeah. Tom, do you know the second part? Cenobites movie. Well, I know, the, I know it's, it's hell something. Okay, so... What's 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 the name of that movie? The, the like the that the Hellraiser. Hell, Hellraiser. Oh, the, it is Hellraiser. Yeah. So yeah. okay, okay. So you got that part. I got this part. Would that be Norman Fellraiser? Norman Fellraiser. Yes, okay. it's a he self-produced ah. movie. He starred in it. He wrote it for some reason. He always wanted to be a pinhead, and he's just like, "This is my chance." That Norman, was teamwork one because I knew Norman Fell, but I did not. That's it. I knew you knew the, Norman the Fell, and I knew yeah. you knew. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> teamwork, Tom. Teamwork. There you go, guys. And lastly, guys, this is whoever can get this. You ready? Okay. A single mother plagued by the violent death of her husband battles with her son's fear of a monster lurking in the house. So she flees south and moves in with her cousins, Bo, Luke, and Daisy, but soon discovers a sinister monster followed her there. Should we say it together? Oh, on count of three. Ready? One, One, two, two three. three. The, the Baba, Baba Dukes, Dukes of Hazard. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> what a perfect way to end. Wow. Yeah. I bet you won't look at any of those original movies like no, again, no. right? That'll just no. add a whole new, right? Popping in uh, Nightmare on Ed Helm Street. Yeah. Yep. I want to ask you guys, um, Chip, hold it. Didn't you do some, I did some research, but you're always doing research, right? Yes. Yeah. And what did you find in your research? Uh, I know you're researching a particular movie. Well, yeah, I was researching, but I, I, I guess on top of that, I actually took some of the pandemic to write actual screenplays uh, no. of sequels to Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. I, I, as a matter of fact, I think I wrote six or seven of them, but they are all set because I, I believe the last, Friday the 13th movie, maybe 2009-ish. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Or I, there was some I, crossovers? I, I think there was like a, they did like a remake of the original one and had the guy, one of the supernatural guys in it. Yeah. So what, yeah. what I decided to do, and of course, you know, throughout the series, there was Jason Lives, The New Blood, mm-hmm. Jason Takes Manhattan, The Final Friday, Jason Goes to Hell, all those. Uh, what I did, I, you could tell, I think I was pretty focused on, you know, our modern life in these past mm-hmm. two years. So uh, these are the ones that, that I that I wrote. So if anybody, any movie producers out there want to, want to buy my scripts uh, here there. So these are five Friday, the 13th sequels. I'll go through them real quick. Friday, the 13th, number 13, uh, Jason gets COVID. Okay. So, you know, that was it's scary in its own way. Yeah. 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 He was wearing the mask. He was wearing the mask, mm-hmm. but he somehow got it. Um, uh, oh, uh, Friday, the 13th, number 14, Jason loses it all. Colon, the crypto warriors. <laughs> he invested a lot and, and unfortunately, really oh, lost, his, lost his axe with that one. Um, 
there's uh Friday thirteenth fifteen minimum rage. Jason makes seven twenty five an hour. Huh. It needs to be raised, is what I'm saying. It really, it really does, yeah. especially it does. for that guy. Uh, here's a really scary one. Uh, Friday thirteenth number sixteen. The junior senator from New Jersey, Jason Voorhees. Um, this one's a very scary one. Uh, Friday thirteenth number seventeen. Jason gets locked out of his mom's Hulu account. He's trying to watch. He wants to watch Modern Family. He wants to watch some movies. He can't get that. Um, number eighteen. Jason takes fentanyl. That's a scary yeah. one. Jason yeah. gets canceled. Uh, you know oh. that, another one. And of course, I think the scariest one of all was it was number twenty. Friday thirteenth number twenty. Jason goes on TikTok. Oh, so, so if, if any producers are out there, these are oh. very very scary scary movies. For Tom, our I have. A couple of movies I want to ask you, get your feeling. You too. Okay, sure. sure. I saw the preview for this and it got me so excited. And I w- I'm going to watch it probably tomorrow. Okay. The Gate, 1987. I have not seen that, unfortunately. Chip, uh-huh. this, this might be right up our alley. Okay. 80s movie full of absentee parents, which we love. Got it. Right? Kids are left alone. A gate opens. A portal to a dark dimension releases a legion of small but terrifying creatures in their backyard and the kids have to fight these little tiny dirt bags. I mean, it's so eighties, Tom. It just looks I, I would, like that's something I would, that's something we would like, but it just, yeah. it's not something I've seen. Right. If you, you know, you and your girlfriend, you take a break from all the, the really heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. That, I, that's also a trope I like is when like a ta- like a bunch of people in a small town kind of have to come together to oh, fight God, off yeah. a, some kind of monster. Yes. Is Tremors. Is Tremors the greatest movie of all time or the greatest movie set in a desert of all time? Like I can watch, I love Tremors so much. I don't know. It just, everything about it is just such like that banding together, you know, kind of like Dawn of the Dead where you get these disparate people in a mall and you think the one guy's going to be an asshole, but he ends up being the hero sacrifices himself like that whole mm. idea and then this tremors to me is it's not really a horror movie but god i love that movie what about slither tom 2006 oh i like slither it's uh i believe that's james gunn who went on to make you know a bunch of marvel and dc movies yeah this was his debut and i looked for at a trailer and it looks fun it, it is, looks it is like fun. yeah looks like something that's not too heavy but you no, know not at all no it's it's very it's it's a little bit gross but that's about it yeah that's what they um, said his uh his wife back then was uh jenna fisher from the office yes. who's in that movie as yeah. a as a smallish role but yeah yeah chip what about you what about some movies you can that some of your favorites that are either scary not so scary get tom's opinion on those um I, you know, I was thinking about you, Jeff, and some not so scary yeah. movies that, that that we could do. Um, I'm I gotta go back to some of the classics, uh, the Ghost of Mr. Chicken, just Don Knotts doing yeah. what he does, and it's it's a it's a great movie. Um, I, you know what? I watched one. This is kind of right up my alley. Just a like a a cold, dark '70s movie. Two of them, actually. I, I'll put them back to back. Uh, Magic with oh, Anthony yeah. Hopkins. Yes. With the, the the dot like and again maybe not the greatest movie of all time but just that feel i just i just love that and yeah. along with that same feel the little girl who lives down the lane i've heard of that yeah feel yeah. feel is huge when it comes to horror movies it, you know it I, really is the all all the movies that I like have a feel and i can't always play i can't always describe what it is mm-hmm. but they have it and if i don't get that feeling 
I'm not going to be into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there's, there's something about a, uh, an old creepy house that I'll always take uh, and, mm. or just, you know, just like a rainy little, you know, like a sleepy little town. We'll, we'll mm -hmm. always do it. And, uh, uh, oh, I have to say, okay. If you want feel, and I, I love this, there's a mm. movie again, you can see it on YouTube. It's not so much a movie as it is a, I, I, I think everybody needs to see this again. Go on YouTube, look up The Haunted Mouth from 1973 okay. or four. Wow. It was put on, I believe, by the American Dental Association. <laughs> it is a 14-minute video where you are like a child, basically. It's a point-of-view thing where you're walking up the steps of this house, and it goes on for 14 minutes. And you go into this creepy house and go in through this haunted house, and then you find the villain who is invisible – his name is B plaque for bacterial plaque. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things where like the creepy chair turns around, but, and it's, it's rocking back and forth, but there's nobody in it because plaque is invisible, but it'll still oh, burn your teeth. Silent and he killer. just tells you about how you're going to ruin your teeth and eat all the gooey candy you want. And he's going to steal your teeth. And that silent that, or that, that invisible killer plaque is voiced by none other than Mr. Cesar Romero, <laughs> Joker himself. Wow. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite feel movies. It's 14 minutes and it it is ridiculous. I love uh I love Caesar Romero's power move in the Batman TV show. They're like, well, you know, you have to put clown makeup on. So you're gonna have to shave your mustache. You're gonna have to. And he's like, oh, I'm not shaving my mustache. Yep, keeping it, keeping Keep it. it. And then you just all right, Tom. 1986. This is Wes Craven. One have been one of his first ones. I believe it might have been. Is it TV only? Deadly Friend. Oh, I, I have a vague recollection of, of maybe seeing that like in high school, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not good. Not, sadly not coming to me. It, you got, it's Matthew Labatro from uh, little house on the prairie and mm -hmm. Kirsty Swanson, who is the original Buffy. Yes. Yeah. Basically the, the, the idea is his girlfriend dies and he's this science nerd mm -hmm. takes her brain, puts it into a robot. He creates to bring mm -hmm. her back to life. Okay. Really budget. And Chipped, I talked about it in one of our podcasts earlier. It was one of the greatest scenes ever where this new robotic girlfriend battles an old woman. And I believe it's the old woman from um, Throw Mama from a Train. Oh, oh. Anne Ramsey. Anne yeah. Ramsey. And it yes. is one of the greatest fight scenes <laughs> of all time. It's shocking what happens. It's all I'm going to say. You know, don't Amazing. even watch the movie. Just go Deadly Friend on Deadly YouTube Friend. later and okay. um basketball okay it's two other ones uh fright night 1985 sure uh, uh chris sarandon yeah I, i'm gonna have to c confess this is one of those ones where i've seen the remake but not the original so i think we're gonna probably quit fright night on our list for next year if we don't watch it sooner yeah it's it's I've, really i've good. only ever heard good things yeah it's like one of those totally of the era type movies you know total 80s type little Little kids battling uh, monsters that no one believes that they're monsters. Mm -hmm. Chris Sarandon is so good in it. He's one of those guys, Chip, remember he was in Princess Bride. We yes. talked about him. Yeah, yeah. I just expected like more from him, like to see him work. He was so good as that like unctuous, slimy, but charming guy. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't really haven't seen him. I hope he's yeah. still alive. I and then, so. uh, then one that I like, two of the movies from this cloverfield i really like oh the, uh, yeah okay that's good right tom like yeah uh, the, the first one the first one was good um 
I I remember, you know, I remember they made a, you know, they made that 90s Godzilla movie. Yes. With Matthew Broderick. And I remember the, the, the first trailer for that, the teaser with just the, I don't know if you remember that. It's just like, there's people like in a museum and they're looking at a Tyrannosaurus skeleton and then Godzilla's foot just comes through the ceiling and just flattens it. And, you know, you're watching, you think, oh, this movie's going to be amazing. And then it comes out and it, it's, it's not. So um, I remember Cloverfield being like, kind of giving me that feel that I wanted of just this awe-inspiring thing attacking New York. Um, yeah, and then, then that sequel with John Goodman's really good too. Yeah, I, I, um, I got to admit, I watched, I read the movie spoiler on that. I couldn't watch it, but then I read the whole thing. And I'm like, I'm digging this. I'm digging this. And talk about it, just a, another. We we're talking, I believe, with Derek right about twist endings, yes, mm-hmm. unexpected endings, and that one had one, and even the Cloverfield in Space one, whichever one that was. I haven't there, seen that one now. I really, that was like a Netflix only one, and it yeah. was part of the continuum of, mm-hmm. and I really liked it, and I loved the ending. It had like an ending no one saw coming, mm-hmm. um, and another one that I really loved the ending, did not see it coming, was a Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chip, did you like that one? I did. Yeah, that's that's a that's a. Fun I just one. thought that was so fun, on top of ingenious and kind of just a nice play mm-hmm. on the whole horror movie. And then the ending was so like dismal, <laughs> like whoa, whoa. Um, so, w- one that I just watched recently too, fun ending was the original House on Haunted Hill with uh, Vincent Price. Yeah, I've seen that. Little, yeah. little twist, more of a. But I don't, don't want to. T- give yeah. too much away but yeah just a fun fun little twist at the end there you know it's a fun uh, movie i don't know if you guys have uh tom are you a big hitchcock guy are you a hitchcock oh, yeah, fan? Yeah. yeah love hitchcock i mean you know psycho the birds alfred? Window, of course oh yes alfred hitchcock. Oh, i was actually louis hitchcock but, oh yeah the, but alfred okay. was alfred was great too. okay right yeah. um i a movie that i love that I, a lot of people don't but uh i love the trouble with harry if you ever saw the tr- the tr- so last year my girlfriend hurt her leg and we uh-huh. had to go to the, the urgent care and they had this like um they had this like little on-demand thing where you could like rent movies and that was the only one that was on there that we wanted to watch so we yeah. started it and then the doctor came in to look at her leg and we couldn't we couldn't finish it but i, I liked what i saw it's it's a fun little 1950s comedy it's it's a yeah. comedy that he did about a dead body and it's <laughs> it's just and again the feel is kind of great because it's sort of a cheesy yeah. set and it's but it's a it's a it's a fun lighthearted romp romp about a corpse yeah guys i'm sorry to cut this short but um i told my girlfriend we would get back to stuff we were watching so i want to um thank you so much for uh joining us this uh, was great this was great yeah guys you can catch tom on twitter again com tomb c-a-l-m-t-o-m-b thank you so much for joining us tom i'll see you on twitter see you guys there all right buddy Chip, we got a lot of good movies to to watch. This list is this almost is, out of control. I this is there's there's almost too much. I'm I'm looking at my list to see if there's anything we really didn't hit. Uh just a, another fun one to, to put you in the mood, Jeff. The yeah. Abbott Costello me Frankenstein. It's 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 it, it has that feel, but it's 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 a fun one. Does Pl- does either Abbott and Costello die in it or are they they both survive? I can't give that away. Jeff. Okay. I yeah, you shouldn't spoil. Uh, have you seen Plan Nine from Outer Space? The original yes. Plan Nine from Outer yeah, Space. Love it. Just horrible movie. Jeff, uh, one. Uh, you, see, your girls might be a little too old for this, but I I love to watch it, and I'm yeah, a yeah. full grown adult. Is the Disney well, film from 1986, Mister Boogity? What? That sounds Mr. like you're making it. That sounds like if someone said, 
Hey, just think of a dumb movie title for a horror movie it's, quick. You'd be like, hey, Mr. Uh, Boogity. Mr. Boogity is a great one. Um, and then I'm just looking down. You've seen The Burbs, correct? Yes. Just a, that's not exactly a Halloween it's, movie. It's, but yeah, it's, a pretty, I, it's pretty good. It's, it's hilarious. And Ooh, I need to put that one down. Yeah, The Burbs. Jeffrey, if you've not seen, I don't know if you, have you seen, you may laugh at me. Maybe. Adam, the Adam Sandler classic. Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. Have you seen Hubie Halloween? Everyone keeps saying it's good. Is it's it? great. It's it's not a great movie, but it it puts the exact, just like Tom was talking about, it puts the perfect feel for Halloween. It's set in, okay. I think, Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. It's this little town. There's a lot of funny parts. It's not super scary, but it's just, it, it, We've watched it every year that it's been out. Uh, it's All been right, like nice. three years now. We watch it every year. It's not a great movie, but it puts you in the perfect Halloween mood. I'm very excited to see. I, I just was reading up on some horror movies and every list it made it saying, yeah, you got it. Don't think you probably don't think you're going to like this, but you will. Yes, it's there's there's some silly parts and it but it puts you in in the perfect that's the thing. I like being put in the mood. I like where I actually like scary movies that are about Halloween, about yes, the idea of trick or treating and going to a house and all that. Mm-hmm. Like ET, that, that ET wasn't a horror movie, but ET there was the Halloween the Halloween was, scene. scene. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 That's a great you, list. Like movies that celebrate the holiday of the Halloween. holiday of Halloween. There's some uh, again. I'm going to tell you, Jeff, and if your girls want to laugh at something and you want to laugh at something, Night, it's one of my favorite movies. It's not a good movie, Jeff. 1985's The Midnight Hour. Yeah. Made made for TV, ridiculous horror movie that puts me in the perfect mood for Halloween. Now, Chip, you have a couple stand-up dates coming up this weekend. I believe you'll be up in Wilkes-Barre, PA, correct? Wilkes-Barre, PA, northeastern Pennsylvania uh, at Mohegan Sun. It's my my first weekend headlining there, so I'm very excited. Yes. Um, will you so, be wearing uh, yeah, a costume? Uh, I, of course, I will be. Um, have you ever I, seen you know, it? Have stand-up you ever comedian. seen like a stand-up comedian dress up near Halloween? <laughs> I don't think I have. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think I have. That'd be but very I, risky, maybe, right? It, because it would be incredibly risky. Because you, yeah. you're, you know, new audience, new town. You want to win them over. You don't want any preconceived notions, and like you know, you dress up as like let's say. Hans from Hans and Franz, right? Yes. And nobody else shows up. Yeah. Well, people would be like, is this guy just a weightlifter or is this this guy like, you know, just yeah. sweat, sweats pants and sweatshirt? Right. Like, or what if there's just another guy in the audience dressed as Franz? Yeah. And then, then I make a new friend. Yeah. Get him up on stage with you. Yeah. All right. If you had to dress up doing a set, Let's say it's in Philly. You, you know, people know you here. Mm-hmm. You're at one of your home clubs. Let's just say you're doing a Halloween show. That'd be pretty fun, right? Just getting yes. up there and dressing as like, I don't know. I, I will say this. I'm, I'm going to push this off to who he was listening. He was watching earlier. It's Mr. Yeah. John Kensel. John very Kensel, funny. of course. Yeah, very, very funny, funny man. Very funny man. I remember he did at an open mic one time many, many years ago. He did the Invisible Man. Uh, stand-up set where he took some fishing wire and made like an eye hook on top of stage yeah. and had I think it was like a bowler hat and just had the and he, with a pull, he <laughs> made like a pulley and had the bowler hat walk up to stage 
And so it was just like hovering above the stage. And then he just told the jokes from the sound booth as if he was the invisible, invisible man. Sounds and pretty good. Was, yeah, it was pretty good great. set. He killed, mm -hmm. crushed. Yes. Kill, he killed. <laughs> this is a fun show. Normally we just, you know, we do shows and we don't, uh, you know, we drop knowledge on people. We, we teach people stuff. We talk about one movie in particular, but I think mm -hmm. this was a really good public service where we actually gave them like a basket full, like a Halloween bag full of movie treats. No tricks, all treats this time. Right. I, I, I want to throw just an, another yeah, one down. Yeah, I'm sure it. everybody's seen one of these, but of course my favorite, I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. Mm -hmm. The Great Pumpkin is just, a, is a classic. I have to watch it every year, but it's paired well with, and I think it was from 85 or 86 again, 1985 or 86, Garfield's Halloween <laughs> Adventure. It's it's like a half hour, maybe. It's it's a cartoon. Is Garfield I, the one that eats lasagnas and hates Mondays? That's yes, you you got that one hundred percent correct, Jeff. I'm going to tell you this. I think you again. I think you can see it on YouTube. Yeah, Garfield's Halloween Adventure. There's actually a scary part or two, which I love, and there are parts that are laugh out loud funny, like really the fall funny. It's Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Can't recommend it highly enough. Here's a quiz for you. Yes. Garfield, Heathcliff, both orange cats, correct? Yes. Very confusing as a young man. Our uh, our friend Joe Pickett has orange cats. What does he term orange cats? Oh, I know this. We use this now in the house ever since he said it. I know this. And it I, makes a lot of sense. I, remind me, what is it? Showbiz cats. Showbiz cats, that's, right. that's right. So if you have a cat and it's orange, that's a showbiz cat. Showbiz cat, yep. Right, you know, yep. you need a cat in a movie. You're like, what up? Yeah. Orange. Yeah, right. Yeah, show biscuits. That's Joe Pickett from uh, Found Footage Festival. Found Footage Festival. All right, so let's let's give a little wrap up here. We want to thank Derek Lawler, of course, at Rowdy Bowden, uh, at Rowdy Bowden on Twitter, and we just had Tom Coom on at Comtoom. So confusing. Tom Coom. Coom is Comtoom. Spoonerism. Both great follows. Great follows. Funny guys. Uh, they're doing their close to their end of a uh, month of movies. So you check them out. Chip Chantry at, at Chip Chantry at both at Chip Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Right. And, and just uh, like Calm Tomb, how he takes, and I think there's a name for that, where he takes the first letter from each spoonerism. name. Spoonerism. Spoonerism. He switches yep. them. I do the same thing with my name. Yeah, for, I for noticed the, that. Because your real CH name is Chip. Chip. Chantry. Chantry. So I take the CH from the first name and I switch it with the CH of the last name. And so it's Chip Chantry. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Chip, we will see you in Wilkes-Barre and we will be back. We have another great show coming up where we're going to discuss. What is it? What are we discussing? Maybe we uh, should, uh, should we tease this? Should we even tell them? But it is a horror. It is a it's horror, a, it's a horror movie. Maybe, maybe we tell them so they can maybe watch it during the remaining of the i'd say you tell them is it army of darkness or evil did too i believe it's army of darkness let me check we just have this big list of of guests and movies and it is oh my god it is army of darkness army of darkness uh, it's going to be great we have sean thomason coming on sean thomason of course riff tracks everyone uh, favorite movie riffing website sean is writer producer on that show it's going to be great that'll be coming up in about a two weeks but until then check us out at junkmileshow.com facebook twitter all that good stuff happy halloween chip and don't get too scared jeff i won't buddy you too